Hello, and welcome to the E-Team Podcast. These are conversations with ministry and marketplace leaders from across the country that provide insight and encouragement. For more information about this podcast and any and all resources provided by the E-Team, please visit us at eTeam-inc.com. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to another edition of the E-Team podcast, which we like to call uh, E-Talks. And these are just conversations we get to have with people, um, with leaders um, from churches and pastors and and ministry leaders and and organization leaders. And today we're um, joined by Miranda Dennis, which I'm excited to have you at the uh, on the podcast today. So Miranda, thank you so much um, for being here. I know that you're an author, you're a speaker, um, and then you're also a CEO and founder of Oasis. You got a lot of things going <laughs> on right now. And so thank you so much for taking time um, to Absolutely. just speak with us today and tell us a little um, more about who you are. Yeah. And we're excited to get to, to know you better today. Great so to be here. If you don't mind, uh, introduce uh, yourself to us sure. and uh, who are you? What do you do? Give us the story and uh, yeah, just share. Okay, a little sure. Bit. Uh, so you hit on a lot of the highlights, author, speaker, CEO. The main thing that I enjoy doing is um, ministering to people, right? Mm. And for me, mental health is part of my ministry. And so I do that through my clinical practice, Oasis Clinical Counseling Services. And for me, it has been quite a journey. I actually was sharing with someone the other day my my journey through how did I get to where I am. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, you know, and with God and with support and with people, I'm able to walk into this ministry of mental wellness. Yeah. And so a little bit about me, um, I've been a social worker for about 18 years now in the in various forms. I've worked with pregnant parenting teens. I've worked in group homes. I've worked in domestic violence shelter, um, various places. And, you know, I kind of had to think about what's attracting me, what's driving me to become the person that I am. Why am I the person, the go-to person that people ask for help? I feel sometimes I felt like I have my own problems. How do I handle them? People (laughs) are coming to me, right? But part of that happened because in high school, I learned that every individual needs at least one caring person. If you have one caring person in your life, you can go through anything. Mm. And I felt like, oh my gosh, I had been through the ringer. And I had a high school teacher that became my person. And she was always there. I would be skipping school. I would skip class or I would, you know, cause problems And she would say, Miranda, you're better than this. Miranda, don't do that. You're better than this. And I'm like, me? I'm better than this? And then I just, I'm like, she believed in me. And I said, you know, when I become an adult, I want to be that for somebody else. I want to be that constant voice that says, you're better than this. You are coming out of this situation. It's not going to always last forever. And, you know, we, we used to do those, um, like, career tests in high school. I always came out as a social worker, a counselor, <laughs> um, a teacher. Those always were, like, my, my top couple of things that always came out. And I'm like, 
well, okay. And, and it just, I really feel like for me, social work chose me because after I had graduated high school, went to college, got my um, BSW bachelor's in social work and MSW years later, I find an old high school yearbook. Oh no, elementary. It was in black and white. So, you know, (laughs) I was like, who are these people? And in there, they had my picture and it said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And mine said social worker. Mm. Never. I didn't have a social worker. I never met with a social worker. Didn't even know they existed. So I kind of feel like it chose me. This profession, this walk, this ministry really chose me. And I'm so thankful to serve in it. That's good. Yeah. Well, tell us about Oasis. Yeah, um, sure. And, I mean, you're the CEO and founder and uh, kind of give us a little bit of inspiration behind that. I think you already touched on a little bit of that. Okay, but if yeah. you expand on that a little bit. Sure. So um, when I decided that, okay, now is the time to launch my business, launch private practice, mm-hmm. I wanted to create a space that people felt was an oasis, mm. a place of refreshing, right? We sometimes life you feel like you're in a dry and barren desert and land and it will never end. And I said, you know, I need something different to create that space. I want my business to elude the refreshing of life, of God, of love, joy, all of those things. And I want this to be the go-to place for people who feel that life has thrown them against the wall and they have nowhere else to go. And I started out wanting to really work with children, um, and which I love children. I love working with children. But over the years, it has evolved because what we don't often realize is children are often a product of the environment of what's going on emotionally, in the home, in school, wherever. And so who do they learn from? Are the adults. And so it kind of was a natural progression to start working with families. And so we do individual therapy, but we also do couples therapy and we do family therapy. Um, And we love working with churches, um, other ministry leaders. We partner with other community um, organizations to promote mental wellness we like to educate people on their emotions, helping them to tap into what those emotions are, helping them to really be okay with talking about emotions, really be in tune with their goals. What do they want in life? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it, we, we do a lot of different things. We are a faith-based organization. Of course, we don't turn away people. Um, some of the things that people come to us for, trauma, childhood or adult trauma, um, anxiety, depression, some of those things. I personally specialize in um, dialectical behavioral therapy, which most people don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, um, I teach four core areas of wellness, mental, so mindfulness, your thoughts, um, managing stressful situations without making them worse, and building better relationships. And so who doesn't need that? Right. That's good. That's good. Well, you've got, you've got a lot of education. Um, yes. You've done a lot of studying, done a lot of research mm-hmm. um, that comes along. And I know with your heart for people, it really helps you um, 
basically carry out the call that the Lord has placed on Absolutely. your heart from an early age until now. Yeah. And it's so good. And, and through a lot of that research and just your heart and caring for people, I know that you've written some books um, yeah. to kind of go along um, with some of the things you do just to, mm-hmm. to give somebody a tool yes. uh, that they can, uh, that they can pick up, read it and, and kind of help them along their journey. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about some of those books. Sure. Uh, Cause I know it all ties in to the Oasis and you're speaking and all that kind of Absolutely. stuff. So tell us a little bit. I think you have two books now, correct? I do. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Tell us so a little bit about that. The first one that I wrote was um, an integration of DBT, kind of what I just explained, mm-hmm. but from a faith based perspective. Okay. Right. So a lot of times, um, well, I'll tell you the story of what birthed that. Yeah particular thing um i was in a women's conference probably maybe three four years ago at this point and we had a male speaker for for the first time i think they said in like 25 years and he happened to be a psychologist and he's speaking and he's talking about emotional wellness he's talking about um mental health and how that directly ties to our spiritual well-being. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, he gets it. He gets it. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I had already written out things that I felt um, could benefit the church, could benefit the people that I serve individually. But I wanted to create something on a larger level. Mm-hmm. So many times if and when I first started studying DBT, there wasn't a lot of mention about faith, um, and and it was more around like Buddhist practices and and meditation and those things. And you know those things are not wrong. Um, you know we should focus on clearing our mind and being present with the Lord and meditating on His Word, things like that. And so I wanted to create a resource for people of faith to say, how do I integrate? The skills that I know for sure are evidence-based and they work if you use the skills. But how do I pair that with the scripture? Yeah. And I, I started reading and, I'm, and I started looking and I said, this stuff is biblical. They got this from the <laughs> Bible. <laughs> the Bible yeah. answers has every answer that we need. And so this guide, it's a wellness planner. It's a 90-day wellness planner called My Ordered Steps. And it walks people through a personal journey of wellness. So there's an assessment in there and you assess how well am I doing socially? How well am I doing emotionally? Am I, am I praying as much as I want to pray? Am I contributing to other people? Mm -hmm. And then I have a formula that I call pray, work, play, repair. So, um, start, start with prayer, then work, whatever that work consists of. Are you doing this every day? And it could be you're a stay at home parent. It could be that you actually are developing a business. It could be your actual work, doing something effective for you in that day. And then play. You have to always find joy in something. If you're only focusing on one area of just work, 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 then you're going to burn out. So you have to have instances that you're looking forward to for play and then repair. That's the hard part. Repair, the repair formula helps you to walk, walks you through repairing relationships that are broken Mm -hmm. and how to do that. And so that's one thing. And then every day is a journal page. So you write out a mantra, scripture, whatever it is. Then I walk you through, are there things that you are holding on to that you haven't released that you need to release and give to God? 
Are you being skillful? Are you using the pray, work, play formula? So that's a little bit about that. And there's some extra skills and coaching and resources that people can have um, to further their understanding of what DBT is, but also mental and emotional and spiritual wellness. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And um, I had a great leader in my life um, who basically brought, well, I remember being in staff meeting one day and he comes in, he's the campus pastor. I'm Mm -hmm. on staff. Um, it's created and worship arts pastor and he just comes in the room he said all right um most of us leaders are leading out of the empty yeah yeah because we're all just going and going and going mm-hmm. and he said today we're going to do an exercise and he said we have to be able to fill our tanks and so he he basically brought a big Nalgene bottle mm-hmm. and it had three lines on it mm-hmm. kind of different areas and he was talking about the bottom line and how we're all down here leading most leaders are all down here leading and then he just basically said, we're going to take this side and left side and right side. And what are we doing spiritually to fill our tanks? Mm-hmm. Because you, you have the physical and you have the spiritual. And what are you doing to feed those? And I think it's so great because I mean, the prey, mm-hmm. you know, we're feeding our spirit. Absolutely. What does it mean to feed our spirit? We have to find those things. And he took it a step further. And he said, now, we're going to spend some time. And we're going to reflect on this and we need you to write them down because if you don't write them down and that's what I love about your book, because it is kind of a workbook yes. in a sense, because yeah. you're having to write them down, you're having them journal. Yeah. And it, when you were just sharing that, um, it just reminded me of that staff meeting mm-hmm. and how much it really spoke to me. Yeah. Uh, Cause and so we, we pray, we got to feed ourselves. Um, for me, it's listening to worship and, and digging into the word and things like that. And, and podcasts like mm-hmm. this, yeah. um, and, and even a step further, a lot of people are walking around on empty mm-hmm. or the low level. And how can we minister to one another if we are almost empty? Mm-hmm. We should be so full of life, full, so full of God that we are what we give to people is coming out of our overflow. Yeah. And so good. it's like, wow, really live. I'm living in the overflow. How many of us can really say that? And when we're not, that's OK. God equips us or he equips people to help us yeah that's great because yeah. i'm looking down through it you pray work play repair we're praying we're filling our tank right we work we're taking out yes and then you're playing now you're filling back in um on the the physical side and mm-hmm. then and then as we play we fill up and then we got to repair I, yes. I just love that it's so good um, that was all god <laughs> <laughs> that's great um so i just want to remind our listeners um my order of steps um from miranda dennis uh, and then tell us about the next book because yes, you have another one I as do. well. And uh, after you tell us about this, we're, we're going to make sure people can, can get your books. For sure. sure. So the second book is called Single and Faithfully Expecting Living Your Best Life as a Christian Single. Mm. So this one was inspired, um, one, because of my own personal story. I am a single Christian and I'm an older single Christian, almost 40. Most people don't believe that. A couple <laughs> months, I'll be 40 and I'm excited about it. Yeah. And so, you know, in the church, often we we um, don't have enough ministry that pours into single people mm-hmm. yet we rely very heavily on people who are not married or with children because they're not married and don't have children yeah. so we need them to be in children's ministry we need them to serve on the platform we need them to be a hostess we need them to watch our kids while we have a date night mm-hmm. we need singles Yet many times for myself and then others that I've spoken with, it's like the forgotten part of the church. And people kept saying, well, 
and, and coming to me for guidance. Again, I'm a therapist. So um, coming to me for guidance of how do I navigate this? And so I said, you know what? There's so many people, valuable Christian singles in the church that are either leaving the church or they're just feeling totally overlooked. What can I do about that? Because I know the heart of God. He loves everybody. And so birthing single and faithfully expecting. So how to be in this season of unmarriedness, still believe promises of God or still desire marriage or still desire whatever that looks like and not leave the church, not forsake God or not be angry or bitter and sit on a church pew. So um, I tell a little bit about my story, some of the things that I've dealt with personally and how I got through it. But then I also give you scripture of support. And then I also, because I'm a therapist, I I have activities (laughs) in there as as well, some journaling to do some serious self-reflection because we need that. And it's interesting because I wrote it specifically for single Christian singles. Um, but I've had people who are married say, hey, I've used this with my youth group because the tools that you give in here are so valuable or I need this even in my marriage. I'm like, can you write, you know, like tell people that because even though it says single and faithfully expecting the principles and the scripture are for everybody. Mm, that's so good. Yeah. Well, two great books. And so how can our listeners pick those up? So they're both on Amazon, okay. um, and you can either simply put my full name in or Miranda, the letter N, Dennis, LCSW, and they'll both come up. Okay. But you can also go to my website, www.oasislcsw.com, and they'll both be on there as well. Okay, great. And we're going to put those in the description of the podcast, so awesome. we'll make sure to, to have those as well. Well, the time we find ourselves in, obviously, this is uncharted waters for all of us. Um, and it's been very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know as a, um, you know, as a therapist, I don't know if you're getting so many calls and knocks on the doors now, um, but we're created for community and community mm-hmm. seems to be taken away in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I understand um, for our safety. Yeah. There's also a lot of fears that we find um, a lot of people are having right now. And so with Oasis and what you do for people, um, how does it look different today? Um, and share some of the, the things that you're doing maybe today that you weren't doing months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and how are you reaching people? And and then one more kind of inside that question <laughs> is, what are you doing uh, to stay encouraged yourself? Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 2020 is <laughs> definitely a very different year um, for for everyone, me included, right? And so being in the helping, healing profession – How do I continue to connect to people that need the service? Because what we have seen is a dramatic increase of anxiety, Mm -hmm. fear of the unknown, fear of getting sick um, and grief, the loss of freedom, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job. So dealing with those things. And then we're also seeing an increase of family conflict Mm -hmm. and uh, communication difficulties Mm -hmm. because now we're all together in the same space And we're not used to that because eight to 10 hours of the day, we're not together. So how to help families navigate that? Mm -hmm. And we are able to do that through telehealth, believe it or not. Um, A lot of people are a little bit scared of what telehealth looks like, or it sounds like, 
well, I, you know, I, I'm not going to see my therapist. <laughs> no, no, no. You see us. It's just virtually. Yeah. Just like, you know, a FaceTime call or something else. But we use a HIPAA compliant platform where we literally, you know, you get we everything's online. You register online. We send you a link and you click the link and I'm on the other end. It's just like Zoom, any of those other things. And so we're able to reach more people in the state of Virginia. Yeah. I'm also licensed in New York. So I've been providing, actually I've been providing telehealth to my New York clients for a while mm. um, because it's I'm not physically in New York, but yeah. we've been able to do telehealth. So for me personally, it wasn't that large of a transition. Um, but what people don't know about telehealth is you're able to be in the comfort of your own home so you also have discretion. Like nobody knows, it's not like you're getting in your car you're driving and you're sitting in a waiting room and then you're coming into therapy. Like you really get to create your safe space mm -hmm. in your home environment with discretion and still receive the same support, clinical experience, clinical direction. You still get homework. <laughs> I'm a firm believer of giving homework. You still get homework <laughs> and you still are expected to work that during the week. And we mm -hmm. come back, I send you the link for the next week. I'm on the other end, you're on the other end, and we develop a connection. You still can be connected to people mm -hmm. virtually. You still can, and I'm always a phone call away. I tell them, if you're in the middle of the week and you feel like, ah, I'm in crisis, or I don't understand, or I need an extra support, I offer coaching. Five, you know, 10 minute coaching in between your sessions if you need it. So people mm -hmm. call me um, all the time if they need it. Well, right. That's so good. Yeah. That's good. Well, again, the website is oasissw.com. LCSW. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oasislcsw.com. Yes. And that's where they can find you. Absolutely. Um, they can sign up and, and, and yep. kind of walk through what it looks like, next steps for you. Yes. And contact yep. you. There's information on there about how to contact us. You can send an inquiry right online. Um, you can also see our therapist and, you know, see some of the services that we provide as well. Great. You have some free guides on there as well. Yes, yes, and I do. Teach us or tell us a little bit about what those free guides are and mm -hmm. uh, maybe highlight some of those. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that I think a lot of people are afraid of talking about um, that I'm not afraid of talking about is thoughts of self-harm or thoughts mm -hmm. of suicide. And so I actually was able to be featured two times in an article um, about self-harm, about suicide, and about how to handle it. So those free, those are on there as well. So people can click on there and kind of see um, what experts say about thoughts of suicide and how to handle it and how to be supportive of a person who is is expressing thoughts of suicide. Mm. Um, so that's on there. Um, also have guides on how to manage emotions with scripture. Most people only know three emotions. I'm, I'm angry, I'm sad, and well, maybe they only know two. I'm angry and sad. You yeah, know, right. sometimes they throw in bad. You know, bad's not an emotion; it's a state of being. But that's just a, <laughs> that's a different story. Yeah. But how to manage the emotion you're experiencing with Scripture? God is the creator of every emotion we have, mm -hmm. and sometimes we've been taught like not to be angry, or angry is a bad emotion, or sad is a bad emotion. So we have this illusion that we should always be happy. Well. That's not always true. First, and so there's a guide on there how to manage. How do you get through? How do you get through a moment of just feeling so sad or depressed? How do you get through a moment of anger and do it God's way? That's good. 
Brandon, thank you so much for taking time yeah. uh, just to share a little bit of who you are, what you're doing, and just how God has equipped you to help others. And so if you're listening today, I just want to encourage you to go to the website, oasislcsw.com. Go check out uh, Miranda and her team and those resources and the books. She's also a guest speaker. Mm -hmm. So if you'd love to come or have her come and share um, to your people, it'd be great. And so thank you so much. We, we, we are just champion what you're doing. And if there's anything that we can do um, to help you, um, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Thank so you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thanks again for listening in. We really hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information about our podcast and other resources provided by the E-Team, please visit us online at e-team-inc.com.